This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. Please bring fun cast back. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Hunker Natural. And uh, this wow. week. <laughs> You like that? That's a new yeah, one. I wanted to bring that by. A little switch see. up on me. Yeah, I wanted to see if you were, were paying attention, Chris. I wanted to see if you were actually listening during this intro. Yeah. I'm here, man. We're back. We're in season seven, Chris. We're in, we're in the yeah. top of season seven. We uh, sure are. What, how are things in the, in, in the land of Chris Mosier? What's going on with you, man? What's, what's happening? Man, Chris Mosier would be doing a little bit better if he was still back in season four, but yeah. he's not. <laughs> No, he's, he's here not. in season seven. No matter how many times and Jeremy you know tries to butcher the intro by saying you're in season four, we're just not. We're still in season seven. You know, I did realize watching this episode that I, I think I have a new kink. Or, or, or Uh-oh. I've had a kink, a kink that's lain dormant for a long time in me. Ooh, uh, and a I freshly we'll, aroused kink. Give me more details, yeah. please. Yeah, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. I don't want to spill the beans just yet. But um, this this episode is... Uh, <laughs> My kink is you teasing me with your kink. So <laughs> this is going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. How's Jeremy Greer doing on this this fine day? <laughs> uh, I'm doing great, man. I've, uh, we're, you know, just working and doing some podcasts and, you know, just living life. Having a good life The right huge, now. for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Life, is, life is pretty gosh darned good. Yeah. I, uh... I don't really have any anything new or interesting that I'm doing with my life whatsoever besides making this podcast and making other podcasts. So, yeah, um, I did have something exciting that, that, that happened that I, I finally confirmed a really good guest on Don't Give Up Skeleton. It would be yes, the first that's really, very good, exciting. really good guest. So, <laughs> present company looking, included, of course. Wow, wow. <laughs> but no, I can't I'm talk about to that. that. I think it's so, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I can't talk about it though. So I don't. Thanks for telling me about it and no one else. <laughs> Yeah, that's secrets, everybody. Don't give up skeleton.com. Yeah. Um, Chris. So hey, if you wanna if you wanna know more of our secrets, you can support us on Patreon <laughs> yes. at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Um, Please do. I think, yes. I think we're about to we're getting pretty close to, to releasing our comic book episodes. They're they're just on the horizon. I finally listened to them today, and I I don't normally laugh that much at our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't normally get that high on your own supply. Yeah, but I, man, let me tell you, I was really I was taking some big old fat huffs of that. I was laughing quite a lot. Those <laughs> Off the whipping canister are, that is my monster of the week <laughs> yeah those those things are real dumb and i love it um and i can't wait for everybody else to hear it yeah i'm really excited about it we're uh we're just waiting we actually dipped below our patreon goal because um i think credit card mm. transactions and things like that so we're one dollar below our patreon goal by the time this yeah. episode comes out we'll probably be above it again but uh, i'm waiting for that to happen and i'm waiting for uh, a special surprise because i want to do something kind of mm. interesting for uh, this, mm. this being our first patreon episode i want to i want to do something kind of exciting for it so uh, but yeah, just pay attention to the Twitter for all that stuff, and uh, thank you for the existing patrons that are there. We we love you and just we appreciate you. you, Chris. Can you tell so me what me. the fuck has been going on with season seven? Oh God. Okay, so the most recent calamity in the lives of Sam and Dean Winchester is that Leviathans took their faces—not literally, but they they kind of cloned them—and uh, they they went on a killing spree and made them America's most wanted. Uh, and then it, within the same episode, everything was just wrapped up uh, in a neat little bow. 
the boys were confirmed dead again by <laughs> the state, so they're good. They're free. Um, Dean is still eaten away by uh, the guilt of killing Sam's friend Amy, and Sam is uh, eaten away by the fact that Lucifer is living in his head. Oh yeah, and they broke up. Sam and Dean. <laughs> They broke up last episode. They broke up again. Break up volume two, I believe. Are we yes. on volume like two or volume like five of the breakup? It's got to be like volume five or something. Yeah, they broke up because Sam found out that Dean killed Amy. And then they went their separate ways. And that's that. Yep. RIP the relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to be covering The Mentalist today. Uh, this is written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. And yes, I did confirm that those are the actual names of the people that wrote it because it sounded like a joke. It was uh, directed by Mike Roll. It was aired on November 4th, 2011, a week before my birthday and just a little bit before wow. yours, right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sam and Dean. Wait, what? <laughs> I guess we're back together, Chris. I guess we're getting together. They broke together. Up. I guess we're didn't take long. We're just right back together. Okay, cool. All right. Sam and Dean investigate the gruesome murders of resident mediums in Lilydale, the most psychic town in America. They discover sure. that an angry spirit is killing off the psychics one by one, but in a town full of people who claim to be summoning spirits, they have a little trouble identifying the medium controlling <laughs> the ghost. Ooh, mm. this is a classic supernatural premise right here. Town full of psychics. Forget about it. Town full of psychics. Uh, psychics being murdered and a, and a ghost that's being controlled by a psychic. Man, it's just, who could go wrong yeah. with this premise? It's a real smorgasbord of uh, psychic hoo ha. Um, but we start off with our, our typical cold open. Um, we have a séance for normies. Um, they're for normies you know people, people <laughs> asking questions like can can i talk to my dead uncle and the the psychic is like yes you can and then like has a button that she's pressing that's causing knocking to happen and um the there's a dude there who's asking about money and they're just asking a lot of questions and it's clearly all a bunch of hoo-ha but then seems like a real ghost shows up for, supernatural gets pretty paranormal here and the psychic lady gets killed. That was I was lean, I was tossing it out to you. Okay, I was I was just wondering why you stopped talking there in the middle of that. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been I should have been all the money of that. Uh, yeah, psychic lady's dead. I don't. I think this is a pretty good kill. I think that this is this is fun. I guess. Cut to Dean. He's hanging out by himself, checking his phone, realizing he has no texts. No like texts. No messages. He's zero. No texts. Zero people interested. Hey, 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 Dean. Do you have any Twitter notifications? Oh no, nobody. You no. don't. Nobody no likes retweets. tweets. No retweets. One, one like, and it's from Lisa. <laughs> That's not no. It's not from Lisa. He just he just tweeted the word ghost and like ghost company ELC LLC <laughs> yes. tweeted yes. liked his tweet or something. So he has no texts, no retweets, and then he's like, "Fuck, fine, I'll just steal a classic car." And at first, I I was thinking like, this is really stupid. Why does why does the boys always steal old cars that like clearly are going to need a ton of maintenance? Those aren't good for driving halfway across the country, but also they don't have like alarm systems and shit. So then I, you know, they're probably way easier to hotwire. But Dean, you know, he steals his old like Mustang or whatever the hell it is. It's a little bit beat up, but um, and it's full of trash. So he's very he's very upset about that. He's also, he's also, I just want to mention that he, he broke into this car while carrying a bag of barbecue to eat yes. in the car. <laughs> yes. yes. And then he, and then he gets in the car and sees a bunch of fast food rappers and is like, oh God, have some self-respect. And I'm like, my dude, not only are you about to eat in this car, you're, you're breaking yeah. into it. Oh, come on, Dean. Um, so oh, he Dean. hears on the radio 
that there are some crazy murders going on in the most psychic town in America, Lilydale, New York. What he's uh, like, that sounds like fucking hunter stuff to me. What is he? What does he hear on the radio though? Who's who is the DJ that he's listening to that's telling him about these murders? It's DJ fucking something goofy. I don't remember what the name was. DJ Bananas Foster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> he's doing like a full on DJ radio show too. Like it's well, really it's, welcome to it is fantastic. DJ Banana Foster <laughs> and my and my my, my co host Flambe. I don't I don't know any other desserts, but I mean like I, I did I DJ, did not realize that this dude's first name was, was bananas. bananas. Yeah. <laughs> And his last name is just Foster. That's a normal last name. That's not funny at all. <laughs> that's really that's really good. I didn't even pick up on that. Um, but Dean, so Dean yeah. he leaves to go investigate this, and he arrives on the crime scene, and he starts investigating it. And uh, because it's Dean, he immediately just figures out like all of these psychic tricks. Uh, yeah, there's a button to open up the blinds and to you know have wind come in there's a button for stuff to knock around there's like a mm-hmm. kick plate for something like it's all the yeah. standard like medium tricks and tropes of the trade standard ghost stuff yep yeah um so this is where i, I think i texted you and i said i wish that this episode was just about dean hunting on his own because when he like leans under the table he sees the switch that's under there realizes it's a fake and then he makes he cracks a joke and then he looks up and he realizes that he's totally by his fucking self and it just made me like <laughs> this entire episode depicts dean as being really like sympathetic and he feel bad for him even though he's the one who who fucking murdered somebody to cause the breakup anyway um but i just was like i that's what i want for this episode no sam sam is off being pissed somewhere and we're gonna be like where the fuck is sam and dean will be like where the fuck is sam this whole time and if it was just a straight episode where dean had to do a hunt alone and was just like fuck i really miss my brother um and he just kept goofing up and it it made him realize uh how much he valued his little brother but that's never gonna happen I would have, uh, I would have, I would have really liked if Sam had been absent in this episode just to give it some space from the breakup, uh, and also mm-hmm. because we would have gotten a, a Sam solo episode, which I don't know that yeah. we've ever gotten so far. Like I feel like we've had episodes where, that were primarily focused on Dean, but even in the Sam centric episodes, the episodes that are about Sam, Dean is always like right up in his grill. So yeah. I would have, I would have appreciated to see kind of a, a Sam solo episode to just to see how he's doing without Dean, and maybe we have listeners correct me if i'm wrong like we're seven seasons into this we're 150 episodes i can't i can't keep track so i think it would have been a cool way to kind of illustrate their relationship by showing them each do a completely different hunt by themselves um to again we've done it before but highlight dean's strengths and weaknesses and and kind of make him wish that his relationship with sam was good again and they were together and then again have sam highlight his strengths and weaknesses and have him sort of like begrudgingly be like man this is way easier or this is way better when dean is here but like you know have to kind of deal with his own anger that way and then have them come together and and work their shit out together rather than just the immediate whatever i mean this episode's fine i don't i don't have a problem with this episode whatever sure. whatsoever yeah. and i get that they don't want to have like one or the other actor just totally gone for an episode i mean they've done it a couple times but it's usually when jensen's directing anyway um so i i mean i understand this is a this is a television shows but uh it would have been cool to see them have to work through their own shit by themselves and then come and work through their shit together um yeah but it just feels the whole thing just feels a little rushed and the problem with this i think is indicative of the problem of the the format of the show sometimes they have Mm -hmm. 23 episodes 
in in general since season five, you know, our beginning in episodes and our ending episodes are generally like jammed packed with meta plot and our middle ones yeah. are left to be the comedy or meta or one offs or, you know, let's have a Buffy episode like we did last week or, or whatever it is. Um, and or two weeks ago. So I, I wish they would take more time to to kind of develop these things. But as it is, we, we've we've been joking about it for two episodes now. They broke up at the end of the last episode, and like the very first thing that you read on the next description is Samadine or hunting down something. And I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, just give me like they a if you're try. gonna if if you want me to care, like build it up a little bit. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, take your time. Just slowly, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get dirty with it. But uh, <laughs> anyway. So anyway, Dean heads down the street from the crime scene uh, to a little cafe called Good Graces. Um, this is where we start to pick up that, like, oh, holy shit, literally, like, everybody in this town thinks or acts as if they are a psychic. Whether they are or not, we don't know. Um, but sure enough, while he's there, he hears Sam's, uh, hunk voice from somewhere ordering food or some bullshit. So he immediately is like, oh, okay. And he, uh, he sees Sam sitting there, and Dean, being cocky Dean, just sidles on over and, and sits down at Sam's table. And, uh, he, Dean immediately starts kind of running his mouth. Uh, and just basically babbling and talking about the case and how, of course, Sam found it and what are they going to do and how everything is spooktastic. And he's just kind of running his mouth constantly. And just you could tell that it's a it's a nervous expression because he doesn't quite mm-hmm. know where he and Sam stand at this point. Yeah, it's like, you know, he he's the one who caused the breakup. He's the one who got broken up with, but he didn't want the breakup, you know, and no. so he's happy to he's happy to see his ex, but uh, his ex isn't too happy to see him. They uh, also it's worth noting that the the waiter here is uh he's it, I, there's this is some sort of like weird yoga psychic themed restaurant so he's basically like I'll give you a cup of coffee and a daily affirmation and he calls he calls virile de- manifestation of the divine <laughs> virile <laughs> manifestation of the divine which I guess you know Jensen Ackles is like we could just say yeah. that we we can both agree with that but uh, also uh, Michael's vessel. <laughs> And Michael's vessel. Hey, maybe uh, Castiel's vessel on a night or two, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, surprisingly aggressive power bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I just I like this because Dean is so, made so uncomfortable by this, you know, unassuming mm. waiters, just vague interest. Like, not even, like, I, would, I don't even think it's sexual interest. It's just this guy being like, damn, dude. And Dean is just not having any of it. <laughs> He's just like, wait, yeah. no, I, I have sex with girls. I have a, I have a, I have a, a like a, a Bushido blade somewhere. I'm a, I'm a heterosexual man. So, I'm like, yeah, okay, dude. All right, dude, um, chill, chill out. But yeah, um, he starts talking about how they've only met so many actual psychics ever. Um, Missouri from season one, Pamela from season four, uh, Sam Winchester. <laughs> um, nobody ever wants to talk about that Sam Winchester had psychic visions. Nope. Just saying. He just tries to scrub it clean. He doesn't want to think about it. Um, but uh, with all that going on, they're like, okay, maybe we need to actually work together. It'll be easier this way. Sam begrudgingly agrees to to tag along with Dean. Um, during this exchange, they also get mistaken for the Winchester brothers. Uh, and <laughs> Sam is like, oh, no, that's this happens all the time that's not us yeah that's definitely not us we uh we're, we just we just happen to look like them i like this as a uh as a world building thing that this these people oh you're those those horrible people that were murdering everybody a couple of weeks ago no yeah. no no definitely those not two us. super hot guys i saw killing people on the news the other day those extremely unique looking hunks that have the exact yeah. same hair build face everything that you do right now can one of you please just grow a fucking beard already i mean just it's the grow, least grow you beard, could possibly cut your goddamn hair 
Yeah. Oh my God. Wear a hoodie. Anyway, we're not going to stay on that for very long. Anything. Uh, she's with a uh, Russian spoon bender who very promptly bends <laughs> Sam's spoon when it kind mm-hmm. of a funny, like he picks it up and, and just moves it a little bit. And then later on, Sam finds it like completely bent, which is very, very funny. So, yeah. Um, yeah. When we have our, our talk with uh, Nikolai here, who is like, I-, I am Russian. And then like within his like Russian accent, it just like fades away. I was like, was that a- the actor? Or was that the character losing his Russian accent mid sentence? I think um, I think they could probably lean on the former because of the latter. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of just illustrating to me at least that a lot of people in this town are total phonies. Sam has put together that uh, that there's this necklace that has traded several hands from the people that have died, mm-hmm. um, and it is it's currently in the hands of the uh, granddaughter of the psychic from the original show that died. Her name is Melody. So they go to see her, who uh, just straight up immediately confesses that she's not a psychic; that she just travels yeah. around and like kind of gets a feel for people uh, by the you know reading their body language and things. And she does a really good job of pegging. Let me rephrase that. She does a really good job of uh, kind of reading. <laughs> Dean and Sam and like finding out that they're, you know, they're having a fight. One is really defensive. One is really sorry. Like the whole nine. So, yeah, you're pissed. You're stressed. I think yep. those are her, uh, her final statements on the boys, which that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, sure. And, uh, she says that all of that stuff, all of the psychic stuff went to the, uh, local emporium. So they go to the local mm-hmm. emporium where this dude says that it's a, uh, called the orb of Thessalay. Uh, I didn't know this until I read the trivia section, but did you know that this was a big Buffy reference? Oh, I did not know. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this uh, the orb of Thessalay is like a big, you know, thingamajig in the Buffy universe or something. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I'm just just repeating stuff I read on the on the trivia page. So yeah. So they're in this like magical emporium trying to play FBI agents, and they basically like they get the shop owner to just give it to them. Um, and I like that. Uh, he uh well again the the shop owner is, is like oh i'm gonna do a reading on you sam and he calls him out for being angry again because it's like clearly you can see it written all over his damn huge face um but i, I like it. this is like classic sam and dean just like schmoozing pretending to be fbi agents taking this expensive artifact off this guy's hands and be like yep we'll cut you a check don't worry it's very good i like this a lot uh it's and it's also just a chance for these two boys to be a little smarmy together uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and I don't think we really talked about it. The boys keep getting interrupted, so they don't actually have any kind of come to Jesus moment. They just basically decide to work the case together because it makes more sense than working it, you know, alone. So they, they haven't had right. any kind of discussion about any of this. So I just I wanted to mention that in case, in case we forgot it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they walk out outside and, uh, Sam immediately realizes that the, the necklace is a fake. <laughs> so that's, yeah. it's, it's on to our, uh, next murder scene, which is the Russian spoon bender who is practicing his spoon bending craft on various utensils mm-hmm. when on various of, spoons, <laughs> on various spoons. Well, he's also using forks and knives, yeah, which I guess, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess silverware spender, silverware bender doesn't have quite the same ring to so. say. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's trying to do his, his little spoon bending thing. And then he gets what, like impaled on all of them or something. Yeah. He's, uh, all of them stand straight, straight directly up and he is lifted up into the air and held over these and then dropped on them as if, and so all of these utensils stab him in the chest. This is going to be, this is the first part and the, really the first kill too, with the Luigi board thing going to that chick's neck. Uh, they, Supernatural has this weird habit of considering psychic people also telekinetic people, and I don't want to be one of those well-actually nerds, but 
Like those just the, <laughs> the definitions are are like in Webster's. Like I don't have to. It's not a it's not a nerd point that psychic doesn't mean that you can list stuff with your mind. And they've always done yeah. this. They did it with 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 uh, Sam way back in season four. And it just Chris, it irks me. I don't know if I ever talked about it in season four. So I'm bringing it up here. I don't think he did. <laughs> there's a there's a scene at the end of this episode that just irritates the fuck out of me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it some more. But yeah, I guess I guess being psychic in this town means you can just lift people up by their you know by their underwear and drop them on a coffee yeah. table. Fill up. <laughs> Spoon yeah. bits, bent spoons. Um, so while this guy's just getting uh, hoisted on his own petard here, he, um, a Sam and Dean get a call from what's her name, Melody, the granddaughter of the first victim. Yep. Uh, and she says that she just te- checks uh, her like house uh, phone voicemail or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, I never, I never listened to it, but like my grandmother left me a message on there saying that she had a psychic vision, like an actual psychic vision uh, of her own death, and she wasn't a real psychic, so." that was kind of a big deal. And I, you know, I just didn't hear it until now. And Melody and Dean have had this since they met each other. They've had this kind of instant connection. They don't necessarily set it up as an extreme romantic arc until kind of the very end. But, uh, you could tell that there's something there that's happening. And, uh, Dean, because again, they have to do everything they can to set up Dean as the good guy and Sam as the bad guy. Yeah, of even course, Dean yeah. murdered Sam's friend. Just want, just want to repeat that Dean murdered somebody's mom in cold blood when he yeah. did not have to. Uh, but I like this a lot because he's been kind of dismissive of all of the what he calls the woo woo crap in this town, and you know has straight up asked her when she said. Uh, you know, are, are you a psychic? When she kind of just said, "No, I absolutely not. I don't have any powers at all." And so mm-hmm. she, uh, she says, "Well, I thought there was no. I thought this all this woo woo crap was fake." And he's like, "Oh no, there's fake woo woo crap, and then there's real woo woo yep. crap." He's like, "Yeah, we're the, the, we're not ex- <laughs> we're not we're, we're absolutely not FBI agents either." The boys exchange a meaningful look, like unlike they have in in so many seasons where they're interviewing somebody and they just fucking look at each other like. That's a ghost. That's a ghost. <laughs> just, oh, I love know. it. It's That's really the, good. It's the brother ghost look where they <laughs> and everybody's like, "What? What are you guys looking at?" Like nothing. It's the hunter stuff. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I don't often do this. I don't like to interrupt with trivia from the wiki until the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Can, can I read to you the, the the wiki entry that's that's that is it based on this? Sure thing. Uh, there is a reference to the X-Files when Melanie Golden, the person who plays oh. Melody, says, So, are the X-Files real, or did you stop talking like FBI agents? Did Jesus. you know that that was a reference to the X-Files when she said, I, I, Are the know, X-Files real? I, that's, that was a surprising one for me. Yeah, I had no idea. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to do the wiki thing a lot, because I feel like I've been beating up on the wiki pretty bad, and a lot of people probably <laughs> put a lot of hard work into that stuff, and hey, maybe there's a reference oh. that people don't know, but I mean... Come on, really? There's an yeah, X Files was... reference when a person says the word X Files is a trivia now. Like, come on, yeah. Anyway. Um, but though no, they say uh, we're not FBI, and she immediately is like, "I need a drink." And to which Dean says, "I support that." Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Um. So yeah, they get they get out of there, and um, I like that he, Dean says because they're looking for a real psychic committing real psychic murders in a town full of psychics and fake psychics. Um. So Dean says it's like looking for a needle and a stack of fake needles. Um, and I just liked that line because Sam says in like season two or something, it's like looking for a needle and a stack of needles, mm-hmm. which probably isn't the most um, unique line ever. I'm sure it's used in plenty of things, but I've always had that line in my head from, from the very first time that I watched Supernatural. So I, I like that. It's probably not an intentional callback, but I like that Dean said that line. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good line. Uh, Sam basically says like, it's going to be really hard to track down everybody because 
even if all of these people are pretending to be psychics, like there's got to, there's probably somebody that actually has a little bit of juice. Maybe not enough juice to you know yeah. summon some demons or anything, but enough juice to uh, you know to do some maybe not a, maybe not enough juice to interest yellow eyes or yeah. to uh, make make Gordon want to kill you, but uh, <laughs> some juice, <laughs> just a little bit of juice. Also, why have hunters not just killed everybody in this town before now? Yeah, I don't know because psychics aren't. Like they shouldn't be a big deal, but everybody found out that Sandwich just a psychic and was like, "He's a freak. We gotta kill him." But they're totally fine with all of the, this town full of freaks, as the as the hunters were called. Let's just talk about the fact that like Sam wasn't just a psychic, so like there was an issue there. Sure, um, yeah. but as far as like Gordon knew, <laughs> that's he was all just a Sam psychic. was. Yeah, he was just, just he was just a weird demon war kid. Like he didn't know about the demon blood or anything like that. Like yeah. none of that was publicly available. That wasn't on his on his Tinder profile. I mean, or, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't or, on Sam's LinkedIn, or maybe it was on his Tinder profile. He seemed to like incorporate yeah, it into was. sex play. So probably. <laughs> This is a real raunchy episode of Monster of the Week, man. Tell me you're going to scrub it clean. <laughs> scrub it clean and call me daddy. Um, so, yeah, all right. So now we get to see a, another fake psychic, one of Melody's friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a vision of her own death. Um, and-, and then she is doing a, a terrible Jamaican accent. Like, she is in full Jamaican mood. And it is I not think great. I just tried to ignore that happening. Um, but uh, thankfully, they caught the ghost on tape. Yeah, she has a, she has the whole place rigged for cameras. For some reason, this chick calls Melody, so Melody calls Dean, and, and they go over there to investigate her, uh, investigate what's happening. And Dean is and like Dean is just basically introduced as a ghost hunter, I think. And he's like, "Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Whatever." Uh, and luckily, this hunter this, stuff, <laughs> hunter stuff. And luckily, the the I, I, this video tape recording is is pretty silly. They they watch it once and then it errors out and then the second time they slow it down and then they just have video from it showing this chick's face and uh, yeah. it's not the it's it's, it's how not video works it's I guess it's how video works they're static at one place <laughs> but then you slow it down and it's not static anymore really yeah no yeah it's real easy um yeah they're just like okay we got our ghost perfect um and then Melody recognizes one of the or the, the face of the ghost correct and she's like I've seen a picture of that ghost at this old psychic museum that we have in town um so the boys have to head on over to the psychic museum <laughs> i mean this just feels like the like a lucas arts adventure game from 1995 <laughs> right like okay you've got the rubber chicken now to use the rubber chicken on the electric outlet oh yeah. you shocked the electric the, the rubber chicken and now you found a key like that's what this this whole thing yes. all of these steps yes. feel like and the thing is it's like melody is doing all the the legwork <laughs> she's the one who's like oh i have all the answers for all these and same she really like, right, is. we're on it if we want to talk about hunting the thing right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the one doing it. Um, so they head over to the psychic museum, um, and they are given the, the tour, and they don't know who's real, what's not. Um, but they I, are. I want to. Um, I want to live in this moment for a little bit because I just want to say yeah, that the sure. psychic museum is someplace that I would definitely go to. Like this looks like a d- legit. <laughs> the the museum guy, uh, like the guide mm-hmm, that's giving mm-hmm. the tour, is basically saying like, "Well, my family has you know a little bit of talent, but also we were tremendous boasters." Like I, like acknowledging the fact that most of this is bullshit, but maybe some of it's real. Yeah, maybe. And then a showing of off real. all of the uh, like nineteen twenties ways that they would make people think that they were psychic i think is a really cool idea yeah um i liked uh they're, they're trying to draw some illusions here the guy's giving sam and dean the tour and he shows them like oh these were the campbell twins and they were a duo who worked together and they had all this resentment but actually maybe they weren't siblings they were a couple and they were in love with each other but they whatever they fought and i was like okay we're trying to draw some like some parallels here but <laughs> i don't know if i have time for it right now well and 
like, could you just name these brothers anything but Campbell? Because <laughs> yeah. didn't you think that they were going to go do the thing? I mean, like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this supernatural audience, but they're Campbells. <laughs> like, that is yeah. their mom's maiden name. That is their mom's maiden name, and they make it. They make the reference, and then Sam and you're like, huh? And then it's like, well, that wasn't probably their real name. It's like, huh? Like, why did you make that reference? Then what is happening? Yeah, why? Why just to like, be like. They, Name them the Sphincter Brothers if you're going to name them right. anything. I, Remember I just, Samuel? Like, is that what we were trying to do? <laughs> Sam shot him in the head last season. So. Just don't. I absolutely don't get it. Uh, they they find out that one of the sisters uh, that, that they've identified in this videotape was gifted. And then the other sister did nothing but like take care of the other sister. And this dude is going... Like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And this museum guy is going on and on about it. Like, because they're just laying on the, you know, the, the, the metaphor really thick at this point. Yeah. Uh, they get the information they need. They find out that they're buried in the, in the local graveyard. So Sam jets and this dude grabs Dean's arm and basically says, do you know anybody named Ellen or Eleanor? And uh, I have a message for you. And she says that if you don't tell someone how bad it actually is, uh, she's going to kick your ass from beyond, which is a very Ellen or Eleanor thing to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I you have to trust someone again. I don't like this. I don't. It's I know my it's my least to- favorite part of the episode. I hate it. <laughs> it's just really, really cornball. And I don't like the emphasis and the romanticization of that. I said that word wrong, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. of dean's sadness and dean's toxic behavior and it's i i was eating this shit up when i was 19 or however old i was when this was airing 20 i don't remember i was eating that up because i was just like a self-pitying piece of shit and having like these this character from beyond this motherly figure saying you have to acknowledge how sad you feel dean otherwise it's gonna get you i i would have eaten that shit up then and now i'm just like i don't like it i don't like it one bit <laughs> Yeah, it's, and I also don't like the fact that they keep going back to the Ellen and Joe well, and it's, because, it, you know, Supernatural has a reputation of killing off its female characters, like, mm-hmm. name any female characters so far that has survived, you know, since season one. The only one that we have remaining at this point is Sheriff, is Sheriff Jody, and, mm-hmm. you know, question mark whether or not she's going to survive. I mean, spoilers, like, she's definitely going to survive, she's on, I mean, anyway. she has her own spinoff show, but, like. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they have a they have a reputation for killing off these characters and and they did with Ellen and Joe and they you know that was a powerful ending that that meant something. Uh Joe died doing the thing that she wanted to do. She died before she was able to do it and her mom stepped in to do it for her because she couldn't mm-hmm. live without her daughter. That's powerful. That's fucking pathos. Good shit. It's amazing. Good shit. And then they just keep like they brought Joe back. And I don't know I think we finally landed on that it was like Dean's mental idea of who Joe was and what she thought or whatever. And that's yeah. fine. Uh, but also like, and I'm sure this isn't like technically real or whatever. The dude is just, you know, maybe, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that they keep reminding me that these characters right. exist and implying that they have some sort of existence outside of their death. Like either let them and be I in heaven like chilling they- or, or not. I don't like that they're just like trying to f- make us feel bad for Dean or sympathize with him. Again, the first time that I watched this, I was 100% on Dean's side. I wanted the boys back together. I wanted everybody to be cool. I wanted Sam to get over it. But now looking at it from like a slightly older perspective, I'm like, Dean's totally in the wrong gear, but like he's the lovable one. So we want, you know, we just go with it. I just, that angle of this episode is, is a little bit weird. It, it's a little bit off-putting, I guess. And the and they don't do anything with it. So Dean right. never tells anybody how bad it is. Um, we're going to get this confrontation here in just a second, but it's it doesn't change what Dean would or wouldn't say. And so now we're just left with, oh yeah, do you remember Ellen? She has something to say to you in like her Ellen voice. And it's 
you know, she's going to kick your ass just like she said right before she died or, or whatever. Like, okay, cool. I guess like, thanks for reminding me that Ellen used to exist on the show because she was great. And now there's just yeah. this museum guy talking for her. I'm, it was just kind of corny. But let's so Dean leaves and then they get into uh, this big confrontation. And I'm sure, Chris, I know you pretty well. I'm sure you wrote a bunch of this down because I, I, I know you and I know you're going to want to talk in, in detail about this. <laughs> um, I don't have all the quotes, but basically they start going at it. Um, and basically Sam is just getting made out to be the bad guy again. Basically, I, you know, why the, why the fuck did you, did you go and behind my back and do all this? Like, if it's eating you up, if you were like drinking because of this, like if something feels bad, then it probably is. You say you went with your gut, but like you went with your gut and now you feel like this and now you're drinking and now you kept it from me and um dean dean for his part is it like you know i i didn't want to lie to you or maybe this comes up later i didn't write it all down um and i felt bad about it i was gonna tell you but like i couldn't trust you and this is where he starts to honestly pull more of a sam move and he starts to, to spin the blame back on uh sam he blames his own actions and his own mistrust on sam and sam's satan visions and he calls sam a bitch he says if you stop acting like such a bitch about all this um like oh i'm sorry you murdered my friend um and then lied to me about it but uh this scene is a little bit weird and it does illuminate things a little bit but they haven't taken the time to like think about this or talk about this like in front of us yet so it just goes from dean saying hey yeah maybe i shouldn't have done that and i shouldn't have lied to you but at the time i just thought you were seeing Satan and you almost shot me in that warehouse, which he does mention. Um, and I just thought, you know, Sam's not thinking clearly. Uh, and so I went behind your back and I did this thing. Uh, and more, more or less, he's just saying like, I don't feel bad about it, even though he does feel bad about it because he felt guilty about it. There was a whole episode dedicated to it. Um, but more or less, he's just saying like, yeah, I followed my gut. I did what I had to do. Uh, cause I couldn't, I, I didn't trust you at the time. Uh, and there's just so many like easy ways out of that reason. You know, I should have trusted you I, and I apologize or like, you know, I, I didn't, I doubted that you were strong enough to deal with all this because of what's going on in your head and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and yeah, I regret it, but it is what it is. It was, it was a monster. There's so many things that they could do here, but really he just spins it back on Sam and it's like, well, it's, it's your fault and you're, you, you see Satan and you're a bitch <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. I, 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 I am not on team Dean at this point. Uh, because number one the 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 constant he does it like three or four times in this like he uses that word bitch and as a pejorative which is it's fine i guess when you're talking about a monster but like if you're using that with your brother which i know you know bitch and dick is the is is, is the catchphrase with these two but it's just so eye roll worthy um i'm not yeah. gonna bring it up again but it's it's used a lot in this episode and it's just got kind of aggravating mm-hmm. um but dean rolling this blame back on sam like sam did anything wrong whatsoever sure sam was going through some shit and sure dean was had to be there to help him out and he probably resented that a little bit but do you know what you should probably do in that case is talk to your fucking brother mm-hmm. i mean are we supposed to like be coming from the perspective of somebody who was like amy was dangerous yeah she had to die because the show does not do anything to suggest that she was dangerous or had to die <laughs> no this the show actually goes out of its way to tell you like oh hey like she was killing drug dealers and killing horrible people like it, yeah. she was a like, totally this innocent person this isn't season two. Like we're at a point now where like any monster could be good or bad. Like it's not as cut and dry as it used to be. So for them to, it does feel now I'm thinking, but it does feel like the show is sort of taking for granted that we might think what Dean did was totally wrong. Um, and not just be like, well, yeah, Dean did what he had to do and he feels bad that he's keeping it from Sam. Um, 
be like, no, I'm like, Dean, Dean was wrong. <laughs> I think what he did was wrong. <laughs> yeah, Dean was in the wrong here. Like, 100% in the wrong. And him getting to yell at Sam because of it, I think, is, is really bad. I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't agree with it. And I, a lot of this is coming from, because uh, doesn't doesn't Dean say, is it here or is it later, where Dean starts talking about, like, how much he's missing Kaz and things like that. Like, there's some some of that stuff happening. Yeah. Um, um, or since he does start Kaz to open up a little gone. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of it, and and... As much as I like it when Dean acknowledges his emotions and so much as it, you know, especially out loud to another person and not just a bottle, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work well here for me because it's not Sam's fault that Dean has emotions. Right. Dean just has emotions. He should learn how to deal with them because he is 47 yeah. years old. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this all could be totally fine. Dean being exactly the way that he is could be totally fine for the show being like, you know, I killed her and I don't feel bad about it. I just feel bad that I lied. All of it could be fine if the tone of the scene wasn't still spinning it like he was in the right and Sam was in the wrong. Yeah, Because that makes it feel weird. That's what makes it feel weird. So it's like, you can't blame the character. I mean, you can never blame a character because they're not real. But like, you know what I mean? Like, even even within the context of the events, it's more, it's like the the writing here that is, is setting up Sam like he's the bad guy, even though he didn't do anything again. He didn't do anything. So this all, uh, basically Dean calls him a bitch and says, stop being, stop being such a bitch. And then they go to uh, dig up this grave and burn the bones. Uh, they're in, they're doing this when Sam kind of asks, like, I wonder why the ghost is warning victims before she kills them. That seems, that seems really unusual. Uh, and as they're about to burn the bones, the ghost shows up and like kind of lunges at Dean uh, right as Sam, and she's begging the entire time. Please listen to me. Please listen to me. She lunges at yeah, Dean. Why isn't anyone listening? It's yeah. Dean Zippo doesn't work very well, uh, so d- d- Sam has to like light a match, like a sulfur match, and then and drop it in there. So, uh, and some really cool CGI, I think. Like as she's mm-hmm. lunging to, to grab Dean, she bursts into flames, and it kind of just like fills Dean up with uh, like fire, but not like actual fire. I don't know. This is this is really cool. Like I like this this, yeah. this effect a lot. So once the um once the ghost stuff started kicking off more in this episode, I guess like right after that scene with Dean, I started to like the episode more. Like I started to just be along for the ride a little bit more. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I I just like a good old fashioned ghost hunt every once in a while, and that's what it started to feel like. Yeah, um, that's what this that's what this is coming from now on. Is is this is pretty much just a a tricky a tricky ghost hunt. Tricky ghost on, even though she was pleading, like, hey, listen to me. Um, but they don't listen. They burn her. And that's that. Uh, and then they give um, Melody, is that her name? They give her a call. Mm-hmm. And they let her know, hey, everything's cool. Um, ghost is dead. You guys can chill. Yep. Everything's fine. So Melody and um, I don't remember the the psychic names. She was called Madame Thibodeau because, of course, she's you know Louisiana voodoo woman. But she's just yes, talking yes. like a normal person now that she's dropped. I actually her, knew what that was. Go me. <laughs> her uh, she's now that she's just dropped her weird Jamaican accent. Um, but as they're like getting all of her stuff out of her house because uh, Madame Thibodeau is too too nervous to stay at her house still. She's a little still a little shaken at her you know death vision. The ghost mm-hmm. shows up, and uh, there's this kind of frantic moment where. Melody is calling Sam and Dean and saying, what do I do? What do I do? Dean's driving the car and Sam just rips the phone out of his hands as if like <laughs> you, you can't handle two things at once, Dean, which I, it was a, it's a weird, it's a weird bit of character like work that I, I find kind of interesting. I don't know why I'm seasoned or something so tiny, but it's just, it's like Dean being frustrated with Sam with, <laughs> excuse me, Sam being frustrated with Dean wanting to take charge. Like, Oh, you got to drive and talk to chick through how to kill a ghost. Come on, dude. Like, let me, let me help. Yeah, I'm part yeah. of this. It's still when they do little things like that, that um, I'm like, okay, they still got it. The show is still doing stuff. They just need to uh, keep it consistent. Yeah. 
the ghost knocks down Melody and proceeds to grab uh, Madame Thibodeau and just crush her to death, smiling right, at yeah. Melody the, the entire time that is happening, which yeah. is pretty Looks like y'all burned the wrong bones. Yep. Whoopsie. Maybe you uh, should have listened to that warning. Uh, I, I like the fact that uh, they it kind of fast forwards overnight. So that was happening at night. Obviously, they go grab Melody and get her someplace safe, and she calms down. But the next day, she is uh, she's kind of got like some PTSD about this, as you yeah. fucking would. Most times, yeah. people are just so fucking blasé about seeing a ghost it's, murder somebody. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been treated to like um, kind of a, a random person, like the person who involved in the hunt, or like the, the person that the thing is happening to. That they're actually like involved in the episode, and they're kind of a character in it. Like she shows up kind of a lot. She has yeah, emotions. She's, you know, she was, and I think they kind of were testing the waters for Sam, or excuse me, for Dean to have a romantic interest. But she, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she looks a lot like Lisa. Like she has, she has yeah. dark hair. She has a similar complexion. She has a similar fa- facial structure. So I don't, I, I really don't know. Like they just spent so much time getting rid of Lisa, and they like they went to yeah. so much work. Why would they be introducing Lisa number two? It's uh, like. Yeah, I don't know if if they would ever even want to do anything permanent with that, but it's just like in season one where the boys would roll into town, uh, they'd be hunky, they'd kill the monster, they'd get the girl, and then they'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't stay, and then they'd leave yeah. uh, to try and paint them as these heroic warriors going off to battle somewhere. Pretty ridiculous. Which uh, I'm laughing, but they are, okay? They're still our hunks. They uh, they decide to go back to the cemetery, and this is one of those yeah. things that I think you called out. Uh, I don't remember. It's been, it was on a recent episode from this season of just how much time the boys are spending going back and forth to the places that they've already mm-hmm. been. <laughs> like it's this just- is yes. <laughs> this is where I realized uh, my new kink because they head back. Oh. They're like, okay, we must have burned the wrong sister. Time to go burn the other mm-hmm. one. So they go to the grave of Margaret Fox, this this psychic, mm-hmm. um, and they they start digging up this grave in the middle of the day and. Uh, Dean is talking about how he feels naked digging up the grave in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam smashes open the coffin and he realizes that, that the bones are gone and there's this whole thing. And I was like, hmm, I think my kink is these two hunks digging up graves. <laughs> <They got hot, laughs> this is what, guys digging up graves. <laughs> wow, that's a really that's a really specific website. But, if, but fortunately, Brazzers has a whole subsite for you. So <laughs> you can go right to it. Yeah, it's, you're, you're filled with content. I'm looking now, they have it dated back from... <laughs> 2014 and unsurprisingly most of the actors actually look like sam and dean so you're not alone chris you're not alone you have you have so, you have content and people out there that think the same yeah the uh the uh the kick joke aside like i legit like when that during the scene i was like this is fucking supernatural like it, it didn't matter how much i might dislike any other parts of season seven <laughs> the, the boys digging up a fucking grave in the middle of the day was just like i was like that this is what supernatural is it just immediately reminded me of every single thing that i like about this show <laughs> which is just two huge dudes doing stupid shit <laughs> i, I want to talk about the way that sam um destroys this grave because you mentioned like yeah, he yeah. smashed it with the shovel normally what happens in these in these scenes is that they get to the like they start digging and then they do like the classic like oh we've hit something kind of kind of moment and then they throw out the shovel and they get the pry bar and they like pry it open in this case they hit something and then sam double hands the the shovel and just directly straight above his heads and then comes down with it as hard as he can as if it's to burst it open and then he he grabs the lid (laughs) 
rips it off with both hands and like lifts it over He's his angry head. Angry this episode, man. And then just throws it to the side. He he hulks out on this great on this coffin, he man. He's taking out some of that aggression. And on he's this got coffin. some aggression issue. Obviously, this is his kink too. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. kind of trying yeah. to work this shit hey, out. Hey, Sammy. Hey, <laughs> hey, Sammy. I'm standing right here, man. Sam, put it back in the pants. <laughs> uh, but of course, because this is supernatural, the grave is empty. Uh, yeah. And. Dean puts this weird thing together. He saw a sign earlier of the uh, great annual psychic and hot dog eating contest, and all of the headlining yes. sci- psychics uh, were the people that are being killed. So they go mm-hmm. off to Melody, and Melody says, "Like, oh, well, if they're just killing off the headliners, then I would probably be the next person that they would ask." And yeah. which. Again, that seems like one of those like huge jumps in logic, but at, at this point, like they're just hunting ghosts, so I'm fine yeah. with it. I, like I, I don't really mind it. I'm cool with it. Yeah, they um, it's just picking off everybody who is supposed to be a headliner. She's next, so yeah. it's just it's okay. Let's just try and figure out where the bones are now. And throughout this, uh, Sam has been saying like, "This is some serious binding magic, man. Like, this is some serious. Like, he's 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 been studying his wizard books and is realizing like this is he some knows serious his spells. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so Sam says, like, I guess he's decided that you're going to need an Ashwood altar to, to get this. Uh, so Sam goes to try to find and some an other Ash- ghost supplies. And it's some- not just an Ashwood altar. <laughs> I mean, also other ghost supplies. Uh, some I other ghost like stuff. tracking down receipts or something. Or no, no, no. It was maybe Bobby gave him. I don't know. It was a whole mess of thing. But he's going to get an Ashwood altar. I also noted that down. Yeah, I just I don't know. Because it's very specific and they don't really do anything yeah. with this. Uh, well, I guess they do. Yeah, they do. do that. They have a real funny scene coming up. But um uh meanwhile dean is hanging out with melody and he's surrounding her with salt uh and which is pretty good i guess like this this is setting up some some really fun stuff uh sam finds out that our psychic from very early the ones that recognized them as the uh, murderers from a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. uh was the last person to buy an ashwood altar so he burst into her house pointing a gun at her and finds that she is leading a lamaze class so there's just her a bunch of pregnant women and a bunch of like totally unconcerned dudes <laughs> like these yeah. dudes, like imagine this huge sam winchester boots your door down and draws a gun on you like i mean like at least one of these dudes should have tried to get up first right like, yeah. come on, your, just, your pregnant wife is right there he's like where's the altar and she just like points over at it and she's got like some decorations on it he's like you're not a necromancer <laughs> that's one of my favorite questions ever by the way you're not a necromancer my favorite thing in Supernatural that they seem they they've been bringing it back in a big way is Sam uh, like doing the wrong thing. Um, him in the town where everybody was like sinning all the time and yep, he breaks into that guy's into the, office. Yep, yep, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's just so many examples of Sam Winchester breaking into the wrong place or like attacking the wrong guy and then being like, "I'm so sorry, I need to leave." <laughs> It, it happens it happens quite a bit like i want to say that's happened to both sam and dean uh when they burst into some poor girl's house and they were like oh yeah, yeah sorry yes. wrong wrong place yeah. my bad um sam quickly exits and uh sam calls dean realizing that the pawn shop guy uh whose name is jimmy tomorrow <laughs> yeah no of course it is because that's just a natural is. given christian name right there uh from the you know Damn from right. the new york tomorrows so uh, yes he's uh he figured out that that's the dude that's the dude he's the he's the necromancer uh luckily the necromancer gave him his personal address so gene is able excuse me sam is able to just gene. go directly there what podcast are you on i'm not i'm not even what did i say gene gene did i, did I say gene oh my god <laughs> you said gene. I'm, i thought i said dean unless, but I must have been. unless it was yeah maybe maybe you said dean <laughs> whoops 
sorry, funny sorry you're for, mixing it with X Files again, or X Files, Jesus, X Men. God, we uh, both. What, podca- what podcast are you on, Chris? Your unannounced X Files podcast. It's going to take a zillion years to complete because there's a five hundred episodes. Monsters of the week. My X Files podcast. F- files of the week. Yes. Um, <sighs> so Sam tracks down the the pawn shop guy. Uh, I love this scene because he he breaks in. He does the sneaky lock picking thing, which I love. I love it when they mm-hmm. actually use some of those Manford skills. Uh, he sneaks in. He finds a skull and he picks up the skull as if to think, "What is a skull doing at this necromancer lair?" Which I mean, should be pretty <laughs> obvious. I guess he skipped out on necromancy one hundred and one. And then the guy just gets the drop on him because Sam's yeah, not paying well, attention. Sam's he's looking at a skull because he's he's like, "Alas, poor York. I knew what him. are you doing, <laughs> Sam? What are he's you doing?" Too- He's practicing a Shakespeare bit. Um, it's yeah, ridiculous. So this little this little shopkeeper gets the drop on him, and you you know it's not going to end well for anybody here. Um, he Sam like fucks up the altar and like smashes it, but um, the dude says that it it doesn't matter. He doesn't even need the binding spell. The ghost is helping him because she wants to. Their their politics are in line, if you will. They, yeah, they I, both this, hate this dude's phonies. motivation. This dude's motivation is really ridiculous. Uh, so I, I do want to go through a couple of these mo- the, these moments though because the guy has got a gun pointed at Sam, um, like from behind, mm-hmm. and Sam does like the slick like spin around, grab the gun, and, and and like points it towards him real real quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the dude says that doesn't matter, Sam, because I'm a real psychic, and pulls the gun to his hand. Yeah. Except he does a bad For job. Sure. Like he pulls it out of Sam's hand and just lands on the floor. The guy picks it up. So he's a shitty psychic, but also psychics aren't telekinetic. I just yeah. I, I can't yeah. tell you how much that aggravates me, Chris. I'm I am I am not really that angry I think, about it. I, I just wanted to I yell. I think once. what Jeremy is trying to tell us here is that he's a psychic and he's not telekinetic, so he's mad about it. I am. Uh, look, which one would you rather be? Do you want to see visions of your own death, or do you want to be able to lift up your cold beer from across the room and can bring it yeah. to you? For like, which sure, one that would, second one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Teleke- <laughs> telekinesis is rad. Being a psychic yeah. is just annoying. People hate you. Mm-hmm. Basically anyway. knowing the Force, that's dope. Yeah, it's the difference between the good part of the Force and the shitty part of the Force. Yeah. It's Yoda versus um, Luke, because Yoda has all that other bullshit Force stuff that he does. So. Yeah. And nobody wants to be Yoda. <laughs> yeah, everybody just wants to fuck Yoda, right, Chris? <laughs> That's goddamn right. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Let's dig Yoda up out of his grave and just have sex with him. <laughs> Get two hugs on that. I gotta fuck that puppet. Um, wow, raunchy podcast this week, Chris. Oof, oof. Thursday recording session, man. Thursdays yeah, are raunchy. different, man. We're different. I got these new headphones on. I'm different. <laughs> So, uh, throughout all of this, Dean is uh, fighting the ghost who has shown up to, to kill Melody. I I think these fight scenes are really good. I really, mm-hmm. really like the part where Dean brings out a chain and starts, like, whipping the chain back yeah, and forth. That's really fun. Yeah, good old-fashioned hunter shit. That's good old-fashioned hunter shit right there. That's, like, classic hunter uh, hunter hunter weaponry right there, and I really, yeah. really, really dig it. Uh, at this point, what is... I think this is where the pawn shop guy basically explains like all of these people were more famous than him and fakes. And mm-hmm. he had to be some shitty psychic because reasons I didn't really like, I didn't understand why he couldn't just like, was he just, he's just not bitter, he's just bitter and angry? Like, why couldn't like, he just he's, do a, a stage thing? He, he's literally yeah, psychic. He, he can't sell it. He's, he's super psychic, but he's super poor and like can't make a living. And all these phonies are making a living and he's jealous and he's angry. Um, and Sam starts hitting him with that good guy act being like, Hey man, you don't want to do this. This is not the right, this is not the right choice for you. And the guy's, you know, pointing his gun at him. Um, 
and and Sam starts being like, just show me where the bones are. Let's get rid of this. You know, we don't need we don't need to do this. You don't you don't need to do this. And then Sam is like, oh, okay. They're obviously in the bedroom because you just like stepped in front of the bedroom to like block me from going there. And then Sam like gestures backwards towards the bedroom, and the guy turns around to look at what Sam's pointing at. And then Sam pulls out gun number two and just fucking ISIS blows this dude. this dude away. Just shoots him. And I, yeah. look. I gotta respect this move. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't really <laughs> like a, when it's a when, pretty serious move. It's a pretty it's a pretty serious mood, but it's you know this dude is summoning a ghost to kill Dean and some uh, uh, some chick that probably Sam has, whose name Sam does not remember whatsoever. Um, no, no. <laughs> and it's I, I just like the fact that he just just took out the threat. Like this, okay, I'm mm-hmm. not going to fuck around with this. I've tried. I did my best, and now I'm going to kill you. Like yeah, that's just it's, over and done with. It feels it is what it is. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, that feels like that's where Sam is. Plus, Sam has been angry this whole episode, so he's he's not going to be as um, reluctant. And he tried the good guy act for a second, so you got to give it to him there. So Dean is losing the fight with the ghost, while Sam runs over to this guy's bedroom and finds all of this chick's bones in his bed. Hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, necromancers mm-hmm. are nasty already. So now that you've yeah. added, you know, necrophilia to this whole thing, that's even worse. Uh. But luckily is able to burn and salt and burn the bones right as the ghost is about to kill Melody and Dean saving the day. So, yay. Huzzah. Everybody saved. The end. <laughs> they, uh, they go back to the diner, the daily affirmation and coffee diner. And uh, I think Dean says to the waiter at some point, uh, if you give me an affirmation one more time, I'm going to beat you up or something. Like, just really, yeah. really just, just a refill. And if you affirmate me, I'm going to punch you in the face. Is what yeah. What? Dean, come on, man! Like the guy, on, obviously, Dean. is just like he's just a waiter. <laughs> like, be nice yeah, to he, the guy. He, he's just crushing on you, you big meanie. Yeah, like you had to have experienced this at least a couple of times before. Like, I know you, I know you live a life life of a no, nomad, but please, come yeah, on, come on, Dean. Um, uh, and then the uh, melody shows up, and Sam is like, "I'm gonna go uh, do something outside." And he just walks away, which is a very like season one move, where like one of them is about to like have a smooch with the girl, so the other one has to take off. It's literally the move. I want to say it was season two, where uh, where Joe comes down and sits beside Dean that one time. Right? Yeah, like it's Sam's literally. Like, um, the same. I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like he does the same thing. He's like, "I'll go uh, over there," and Dean even <laughs> rolls his eyes at this, as if Dean is just exhausted with this move. Uh, and Melody comes up, and Dean's entire body language, and I, man, I just, I don't know how we missed this stuff that when I first watched these series, you know, because his entire body language is like, please get away from me, girl. I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. talking to you. I just, I'm leaned back. My, my hands are behind me. I'm not, you know, I'm not laughing at any of your jokes. It's, it's all bad. Yeah, it's just Dean. Dean is really not interested. Um he he doesn't trust anybody he's not interested in anybody and his pal castiello is still dead so he doesn't he doesn't want to he doesn't want to hook up with any girls because it seems like that's what would have happened here in season two but that's 100 in season two uh, yeah. i don't even remember the conversation that she has she's just like so you just leave huh this is what you do and he's like yeah i gotta go bye um, yeah we just like like fought a ghost with guns like we gotta get out of town now <laughs> yeah, i just i just murdered a man next door my brother just yeah. murdered somebody literally next yeah. door straight up shot that guy in his house it was kind of fucked up but you know we got it so we gotta get going sorry about your friends and your grandma but um have a good life yeah see you later get you know somehow deal with this maybe talk to a therapist i don't know i don't i don't i don't really deal with it myself so i don't really have a lot of advice yeah. for that uh, Speaking Dean, of not dealing with things. <laughs> yeah, Dean walks outside and finds Sam loading all of his gear into into the stolen Mustang. Uh, Dean is obviously a little confused, thinking that uh, you know Sam was 
justifiably mad at him. And then Sam says, no, no, you're totally right. Uh, you know, I, I, I was acting weird and I did put you in a situation, but you know, Dean, you're, you're mad too. You're, there's something wrong with you too. And mm-hmm. I, man, that feels like such a season one thing to me. Like it's just, it's just that, right? Yep. Um, Sam is seemingly more understanding of Dean's actions than I am, but, um, yeah, he calls out Dean on, on how guilty he feels in his drinking. And he's like, obviously you got some shit to deal with, man. Cause like, you think I'm bad and you went behind my back and did this. And why the, why are you drinking all the time? And why do you feel the way that you do? Clearly can't be great. Um, Dean says basically that since Castiel, he can't trust anybody because we keep talking about the death of Castiel as if that were the ultimate thing affecting Dean. But really it was the betrayal of Castiel at the end of season six that, that really fucked Dean off. Um, Sam came back around and he was able to, I guess, save Sam or Sam redeemed himself in the very end. But Castiel kind of just died at the end. And um, I know he tried to get all the souls back in purgatory and do the right thing in the end, but he didn't listen to Dean and, and it cost him his life and it brought the Leviathans in. Yeah, and the the very specific line that I like here is like ever since Cass has been gone, I've not felt not much feels right. Which, mm-hmm. uh, boy, you know, Destiel fans, <laughs> I feel you, I feel you now. I didn't, I did not see it before, but I feel you now. Um, but th- this doesn't really go anywhere either. Like, like immediately yeah. after this, Sam and Dean just start making jokes with each other, jump in the car and in the jet, and that's the end of the. Yeah, episode. I like that Dean is like, you know, I don't like lying to you. Like, that's why I was feeling so bad. But they just kind of brush everything off and like, okay, I'm I'm happy that they're pals again, but it doesn't really seem like they earned it. And like, I guess Sam doesn't give a shit. Um, maybe Sam has reached a point where he's like, well, I'd rather have Dean on my side than just be fucking pissed at him. Um, it's just, they just wrote themselves into this little plot circle for no... F- good reason man for not a, for not a very good reason and uh, it's this this whole thing with amy pond has been kind of just drug on way too far i know i've complained in the past that they didn't give it enough time but like i really feel at this point they should have either given it way more time or have been passed and done with it either because you're not playing this by the middle ground is not working for me at all so yeah they're not accomplishing a whole lot here um <laughs> i just i just i was looking to see what the next episode we're going to cover is and uh for some reason i didn't copy paste this in the description the tagline for this episode is medium rare <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's i mean that's so pretty terrible good. that's that's yeah it's really bad but it's really Oof. good um so i do actually like this episode because of it's just like a good old-fashioned ghost hunt mm-hmm. uh, i like that i like the classic supernatural vibes i appreciate that they're trying to like illuminate the, the character growth here or changes i just think that whole mi- little mini arc uh of dean's actions and and sam's response it was just sort of treading water and they they could have found many better ways to deal with what they're dealing with than the way that they went and there's nothing we can do about it now it was supposed to um show us dean's trust issues and all this shit but uh it just and in the end it just kind of falls flat they're fine episodes all the way through so can't complain too too much but um I think it's at this point we'd like to expect more from them, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is what it is. At least we got you know a half decent hunt out of it. Yeah, it's it was it was a pretty a pretty good ghost story. Um, and and Dean acknowledged that Castiel is making him sad. That's true. And Dean acknowledged that Castiel is making him sad. I also think that the uh, some of the cinematography in this episode is really weird. Did you catch like? During their argument, especially towards the end, uh, like the camera just zooms in real close to all of their faces. 
I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you watch that show? Uh, shit, what's the name of it? Uh, the 90s like nostalgia trip thing on Netflix that just came on? Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, what is that called? I didn't is, watch it. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Everything, everything sucks. sucks, yeah. Like the Descendants album, yeah. Uh, every every shot in that movie t- it t- starts from like 45 feet away from a character and then ends up <laughs> directly in front of their face. It really reminded yeah. me of the, some yeah. of the cinematography in this episode. Uh, I, I like this episode too. Like it's it's fine. It's okay for what it is. I I, I wish that this argument thing would have been a little bit better handled. But at the end of the day, Sam and Dean are happy again, which is something that I always like to see. So at the start of the next episode, presumably, it's you know happy days. And you know yeah, they're gonna I be, swear to God, they better not break up again. They're they're just oh god, they're gonna be so many breakups. Uh, looking ahead a little bit, the next episode is one of the more problematic episodes of Supernatural, mm-hmm. and also features one of my favorite re- reoccurring characters ever. So this is gonna yeah. be an introduction of something um, new. Yeah, I always liked this episode, and then everyone was like, "Hey, here are the reasons why it might be bad." And I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, yeah," be- because it was happening to a giant dude. I just assumed it was okay. Sure, yeah, I never I didn't understand that. You know, uh, not consent. I didn't understand what not consent meant really. <laughs> Like, yeah, I did, yeah. but I didn't really understand what it could mean in the context of this episode. We'll get to that next week. Don't worry, if I, if, don't worry, yeah. podcast <laughs> listeners. Uh, do you have any, any final thoughts on this one, or do you want to go ahead and get us out of here? I'm, I'm uh, happy to discover my new kink, uh, and, yes. and it, if glad. this episode gave me anything, at least it was that. And I'm glad we could we could speak very raunchily about grave robbing, yeah. so I'm, I'm very I'm happy. I'm my browser subscription right now, so yes. I can get that next, of course that next yeah. tier of niche content. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Thank you for everybody leaving iTunes reviews. We've got some new ones recently and it's always really nice if, when we read those. I'm um, looking, looking forward to getting more of those. So please do that. Uh, also just straight up. Thanks for listening. That, that's the biggest well, thing you. that you can do and we really appreciate it. And uh, Chris, where are you at on Twitter nowadays? Where do you want people to get uh, you? I, if you go, if you open up your um, internet browser, um, mm-hmm. I use Google Chrome. We use Firefox, even internet Explorer. Uh, the, Safari, the blue e? on, yeah, the blue E. Mm-hmm. um safari if you're on uh, an apple ios device mm-hmm, um if you go to any of those and you type in www.twitter.com you, if you search you go into the search bar and you type in uh local bones that's me i'm local bones on twitter do you have you actually tried that uh no i have not <laughs> <laughs> like i'm curious if there's like other local bones that show up if you just type in local bones there's a local bones on instagram who's never made a post and it makes me really sad that i can't use that name yeah like welcome to my um my don't give up skeleton nightmare so Oh yeah, Boo. no, that actually just totally works, and so you're good. You can go right to some Sweet. some really great pictures of of you and your girl. So do that. Great, excellent. I am at JG Greer. You can find uh, all of my various projects and ramblings there. You can talk to the podcast at emot at motwcast. Uh, go to monsterweek.cool to find links to all of the other various social medias. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more of your favorite TV show, Supernatural. Right? That's gotta be. Like, why else would you be listening to 60-something episodes of this podcast if it wasn't your favorite I mean, TV yeah. show? Punks, man. <laughs> it's the only reason I could possibly imagine you'd be listening to this. What if someone hate, hated Supernatural and was like, I want to listen to these guys and try to have them try to convince me for 60-something episodes? That'd be a weird They're thing a to do. better person than I am. Good read. Most people are, though. Right. So.
Get your shit together, Mosier. Hey. You think this on. is some fucking amateur hour bullshit? You're gonna hear your own voice on the microphone. I don't give a fuck. I got new I got my new headphones, I gotta open these puppies up. I should have tested these beforehand. Oh god, these are a little small. Oh Jesus Christ. These are <laughs> these might be for people with small heads. <laughs> I think they'll get the well, we'll find out in a second, I guess. Yeah, I came in here to record, and then I realized that I have a laptop now, so I had to go back and get that. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. Um. Well, this is not <laughs> this is not ideal, but they're headphones. So. <laughs> Are they way too small? They're so they're so small. <laughs> they're so small. I'm just going to turn you up really loud so that I don't have to have them, like, exactly on my ears, and then I can hear you just fine. Very cool. I am... Okay, I'm looking around at my desk right now. It's extremely, extremely anime. But I have (laughs) to say... I have to say that, like, 15-year-old Chris would be fucking thrilled right now looking at this desk. Just having a great time. I, uh... Because all my manga, all my anime figures, I basically have just shoved them in this room. Um, but I've been slowly getting rid of old shit, and now when I got rid of my desktop, or I just moved it, I have all this desk space now, so I just thought, hey, maybe I'll put some of my, uh, my manga and figures on here, and it, honestly, it, it looks like a fucking sick 15-year-old's room, so, <laughs> fuck yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I'm happy I'm for you, man. I'm a dope 15-year-old. I'm, I'm glad that you have progressed to the age where you can have a dope-ass 15-year-old room. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my bedroom. Um, where I was previously, <laughs> it's like an eight-year-old bedroom. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's okay. It's like a, it's like a seventeen-year-old's bedroom. It's a little bit more mature. There's um, no longer just anime everywhere. It's you know serious fantasy novels uh, and video games. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say serious fantasy novels? Yeah. Did I fucking stutter? <laughs> uh, no. Please, please continue. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt your serious fantasy novel room discussion. Thank How many you. swords do you have uh, on as, the wall again? As I was saying, there's one sword on the wall. Okay, and there's okay. several others behind a bookcase <laughs> that oh, aren't hanging up. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not fancy Lord of the Rings replica swords. They're like shitty random things. You know? They don't I do. deserve I know. Uh, shelf space. You know, you got shitty re- replicas, right? I do. That wasn't. Yeah. Hold on. I didn't mean to insult your replicas. I <laughs> no, I mean, anything that I buy is just automatically <laughs> shitty. You know that. <laughs> Hold on, you mistake my meaning. I would never assume. You I did get um. Replicas. I finally got the third frame I needed, so I can um. You know those uh those weird prints from Dark Souls that that one dude did, that TEDx dude did. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh I finally got frames for all three of them, so I'm gonna very cool, very cool. Sometime tomorrow we'll frame that up and actually hang them on the wall. Sweet, sweet hanging, literally. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fresh. We've been doing all of this remodeling, and we haven't we don't have like any decorations up. <laughs> like we just got the walls painted, yeah. and that's it. Oh hey, so uh, I was listening to uh, our comic book episodes finally today, as I told you. All right. Laughing hysterically at how how dumb those uh, comic books are, mm-hmm. and then I remembered that I mentioned something called uh, called Marimar. 
the uh, the telenovela that I watched all of. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Funny enough, they replaced Marimar with Supernatural. Like, that's what was on the TVs after, after Marimar ended. Uh, different channel, they just changed the channel, but whoever was there. So, um, when I was in, uh, yeah, when I was in college, I had a, had a break. Every day, regardless of my schedule, I, I had the same, like, from like 11 to 12, same break. And I would go and I would eat at an early lunch, because that was just, that was my time to do it, in the library. And they had, we had like this little cafe on the side of our library. Because it was modern and, and, and hip. And, um, that's the reason that my student loans are so high now. <laughs> and they, uh, they were Spanish speaking, uh, people who worked at the cafe. And so they, they had the TV, you know, they're the ones chilling there all day mm-hmm. and they put on, uh, I don't know what channel it was, but it just had, it had, uh, like sp- Spanish language, uh, TV programming all day long. And from 11 to 12, every single day, there were two episodes of this show called Marimar on mm-hmm. and Monday through Friday. And I, I'm, I maybe I missed a handful of episodes at the beginning. I really don't know, um, but I ended up watching every episode of it, for pretty much. Uh, they had subtitles, but the subtitles were also in Spanish, so I never fully like at first knew what was going on or what they were saying. But then I, I got the idea. Um, so I'm going to read you just <laughs> the oh, no. the Wikipedia no, plot to what this show is. <laughs> yeah, I used to be able. Now I did this once before with like. Stephen Dillon, like when I was still in college, and I told them like the whole thing from memory, and like got into d- super detail because I knew all the characters' names and everything. But now, now this is all this is a distant part of my life. So, excuse me while I take a sip of water. <clears throat> I feel like there's a vice on my head because these fucking tight headphones. All right. So the plot of Marimar, um, stars uh, Marimar, of course course marimar is a poor young innocent girl who lives with her grandparents in a hut on the beach by the ocean she falls in love with sergio i'm gonna say sergio but it was like sergio and i I just don't want to be insulting um but that's how they said it and i love that it's sergio it's just it's beautiful he looks like um i guess the best way to call him is is like he's the telenovela sean astin um he's like he looks like sean Sean astin but with black hair he's very handsome extremely high popped collars because it was the early 90s um, just good shit. Just good shit all around. Okay, so, Marimar is a poor, young, innocent girl who lives with her grandparents in a hut on the beach by the ocean. She falls in love with Sergio, the son of a wealthy farmer, um, Renato Santeban. I can't say that. Okay, so Renato. Uh, Sergio um, agrees to marry Marimar, despite the disapproval of his father and stepmother, Angelica. Angelica's the stepmother. But along the way, he falls deeply, deeply in love with her. So, it's kind of a, um... Romeo and Juliet type thing. Well, they're from different classes. She's he lives on a hut on the beach, and he, he's got he's kind of from like a wealthy, a well-to-do family. This sounds like a this sounds like it's based in Stardew Valley. I just want to say it, that. Yeah, it quick. really could be. Imagine all this happening in Stardew Valley, and it'll make it so much better. So, um, Angelica, who is Sergio's stepmother, she despises Marimar because of her innocence and her lack of knowledge of the world of high society. As you do. Uh, Angelica constantly embarrasses Marimar, often diminishing her worth as an individual. Sergio becomes angry and decides to go away and earn money so he can take Marimar away, Marimar away from her father's house uh, and safe from Angelica's wrath. 
Angelica tells the police that Marimar stole the bracelet from her. I, oh, I'll never forget Angelica riding up to Marimar on a horse on the beach and tossing a gold bracelet at her feet and then accusing her of stealing it. It was, oh, it was scandalous. So Angelica tells the police that Marimar stole a bracelet from her and Marimar is sent to prison for the theft of this bracelet. Then Angelica sends one of her servants, Nicandro, to set fire on the humble hut belonging to Marimar's grandparents, which results in their deaths. Angelica forges Sergio's handwriting and writes a fake letter to Marimar, stating that he wants nothing more to do with her and that he never loved her. All this, along with the impact of her grandparents' deaths, changes Marimar and sets her on the road to revenge. The one thing I will add before we get to uh, uh, the next phase of the show. Don't worry, it's not that much longer. Um, There (laughs) was a scene. I was getting worried. There's a scene where this cute, adorable little dog is barking at another dog. Something, there's some sort of verbal exchange happening between two dogs in this show. And then the one dog either pushes or like causes the other dog to get hit by a car and then drags its body off of the road into the desert and buries it. There's a dog murder on the show by another dog. Anyway, <clears throat> after leaving prison, <laughs> Maribar then moves from her hometown to Mexico City with Padre Porres and works to get on Okay. Pa- uh, oh, I skipped Oh, I skipped a whole thing. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, I didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> But Marimar is on a road to revenge. Good luck editing this, Jeremy. It's not even. It's not funny now, so it's definitely not going to be funny. Funny in post. <laughs> you really think I'm going to edit any of this? Like I'm just going to snip yeah. the beginning of the end, and this this whole thing is yeah. going right in, brother. Put some put some like um uh guitar like Mexican guitar music behind me. Like, like from <laughs> yeah, a, no, actual, actually yeah. not going to do that. No, not at all. <laughs> to make you okay. sound extremely racist chris come on no, no no there's a type of guitar called a mexican guitar i, I mean i know what, what I mexican mean. guitar is like i could put some flamenco guitar on there if you wanted me to like but i'm just not going to do it because you're talking like you can barely pronounce any of the names in this show it would just make you sound bad <laughs> yeah i don't want to sound bad everyone from day one all of duck feed all of strangers who i didn't know were joking about how i was racist it was extremely <laughs> cool <laughs> after leaving prison Marimar then moves from her hometown to Mexico City with Praje Porres, who is a man she met in prison, and works to get back on track. While on the road, she meets her biological father, Gustavo, without either him or her knowing of their relationship. He teaches her how to read, write, to speak eloquently, and to dress elegantly. She finds out she is pregnant and later gives birth to a daughter, Cruz. I don't I don't know who the father is. <laughs> After the new improved Marimar is ready to face society, Gustavo decides to take her to the opera, where she bumps into who, you fucking guessed it, Sergio. And Marimar's plan for revenge begins. Fueled by anger, because we have to remember that Marimar's been deceived. She thinks that Sergio dumped her, but really it was his yeah. evil stepmother, Angelica. We, we definitely would um, need, we definitely need to remember that and keep that in mind, I agree. Fueled by anger, Marimar, assuming the identity of Bella Aldama, and denying... Okay, <laughs> okay. She denies to everybody that she is Marimar, basically. She seduces Sergio constantly and then rejects his advances to hurt him, and at the same time, strips Renato and Angelica of their wealth. Though that's, um, that's Sergio's parents. Marimar buys out the Santa Banaya's house and embarrasses Angelica the way that she had embarrassed Marimar before. As Sergio divorces Marimar, oh, they were married before? As Sergio divorces Marimar and gets ready to marry his childhood friend, Marimar plans on breaking them up. Secretly, Sergio is still in love with Marimar. This is the last paragraph, I promise. 
Angelica then gets into a car accident and suffers severe burns while on her deathbed. Oh, no. Uh, as her last wish, she wants Marimar burned alive in her house. Um, Sergio's fiance finds out that Sergio has been visiting Marimar and even tried to go to Marimar's house. The pregnant... Um, I don't know what her name is, but Sergio's pregnant fiance falls and is taken to the hospital where she has her baby and is subsequently diagnosed with a brain tumor. Marimar decides to forget about Sergio by falling in love with another man who is an engineer. Um, Sergio's fiance then has a brain, has brain surgery and ashamed of all she has done, allows Marimar to eventually marry Sergio. They finally marry and live happily ever after. I really, I really feel like the Wikipedia description is failing the greatness that is Marimar. You think? Please don't make, please, please don't make me sound racist. Just edit it all out if it's easier than to make me sound racist. Because I'm very afraid <laughs> that all of the people that you know, who I again, I have to reiterate, I don't know these people. They still think I'm racist. Most of them Marimar. do think you're racist. That's that's an absolute fact. I hated it that so much. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually think you're racist, Chris. It was just a fun joke, and they knew it made you feel uncomfortable, so they ran- they rolled with it. That's extremely not cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what podcasting is: people finding out all of Damn your it. weird okay. shit, and then like, d- and then like, fucking with you about it. That's that's all that podcasting What's is. Even weird shit. Mighty, mighty. How was your day, man? It was okay up until I tried to tell you about Marimar. It's okay. I, I I thought it was a really good bit. Like you, you really seem to really like that show. So I mean, like I'm I'm here for it, man. I don't know. I don't really know if it's worth putting in the outtakes. I feel like it kind of I kind of botched that. <laughs> what was what what was what what would have been non botching it? Like what what in your mind would have happened there? If I had read the Wikipedia summary earlier and uh, been prepared for all its twists and turns, also for the Spanish names. Now I just feel racist. Oh, I'm very out of breath. Oh. Did you run to the bathroom? What happened there? I, I sort of, I sort of did because I had to. Well, I had to go get a tum, so I had to run back to my bedroom. Oof. That's not why I went to the bathroom, though. I just was also like, oh, I should take one before I get a bellyache later. <laughs> <laughs> you all right, dude? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just dealing with a lot of shame right now. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Chris, it's okay. Ooh, oh, anyway, you sound so different because um, I have these new headphones. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just really thrown off. You want me to? Uh, you want me to get up in that ear? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I can just get right up in that ear. Please, <laughs> please stop. <coughs> I'm nice. fine. Nice, extremely good. Oh, okay, all right. I just need to take a second. All right, what's this episode about? I just feel like you guys don't really understand everything that Marimar went through. Also, the Sean, the Mexican Sean Astin, he's he's just a great dude. Who, uh, the Mexican? Wait, who is Sean Astin? First off, he he plays Samwise Gamgee. He also uh, plays Rudy from the movie Rudy. From the movie Rudy, that's like Autumn's favorite thing to make fun of. Rudy from the movie Rudy. Yeah, she's like, this is this is actual football. This isn't fucking Ruby, <laughs> Rudy. It's just really funny because she's usually talking about soccer when she's doing it. So I don't get. I don't think I get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> she just. It's just like like because because Rudy was actually terrible terrible football, right? Oh, I I have no idea. Have you not seen them? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're getting off on a great start here. Yeah, you know, I I should just never read a Wikipedia article ever again. <clears throat> there are just like a lot of steamy pictures of this chick on uh am- on on Google Images. She was a big deal, man. 
Oh, she's Y'all acting like I made her up. <laughs> well, there's a picture of her as a mermaid. Yeah, I think that's from the opening um, cinematic thing, whatever it's called. You didn't. Uh, you didn't mention Mario that she Mar- was a mermaid. <laughs> she appears as a mermaid in each episode. Yeah, she's not a mermaid though. Let me make that one thing perfectly clear. I'm a. I'd be way more interested in the show if she was a mermaid. I'm just. I'm just gonna say that all out. Yeah, there's a lot of like um, mystical sort of things applied to her, but she's. It, there's not actual magic in it, unfortunately. Did she go on to do anything past Moribor? Um, I think she was like kind of a like a singer. She had like a pop pop career or something. Um, let me see. Yeah, she. Um, oh, she's had a career since 1981, and she's still. I think she's still doing stuff. Yeah, 2016 and present. She's on a she's on a world tour. So, Marmar Fox, man. <laughs> Wait, is that what she's touring on? Yeah, she's she she's toured the United States. She um, yeah, she's re- she she released a children's album called The Viva Kids Volume One. I love it. Um, I don't know if she made it to Volume Two. I'm not seeing a whole lot on Volume Two. Um, yeah, she's still at it, man. She's got a new studio album called Latina. Um, it was released on April 21st, 2016. So expect more from her. I, abso- I, I absolutely will. I'll expect a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and click follow on my IMDb profile. You know, I'm, I'm one of those dudes that has an IMDb profile like that. Sure, I, don't actually, sure. I don't actually have one of those. <laughs> Uh man, I've had a week. It's been yeah, it's been a rough on? week. It's just been a lot of work. And uh mm. I think I've told you my my good friend Gary Butterfield has come into my house this weekend. Yes, yes. So he'll be here uh Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're This is the first time in a long time like usually we're not we're not particularly great about, speaking of like having uh rooms like you're 15 and 17. We're not particularly great mm-hmm. at like keeping our house <laughs> super clean. <laughs> Right, uh, but <laughs> yeah. for the whatever reason, the last couple of years we've been really, really good about it. Uh, so, like, this is the first time that we haven't had that that panicky like somebody's coming tomorrow. Now it's time to you know completely clean the house top to bottom or whatever. Like, we don't have that much stuff to <laughs> yeah. do, but I still have like a bunch of shit that's laying on the side of my house from our remodel that I got to take to the dump. I've got uh, like a couple of things I got to clean up and just like get right. You know, washing a bunch of stuff, like mm-hmm. you know, just the dumb dumb stuff, dumb stuff like that. The so. typical, the typical shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if someone's coming to stay at your house for four days, it's nice to make the house nice. So It's a it's a considerate thing to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll be alright, you'll make it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like stressing on it just yet or anything. Like it's <laughs> Gary won't kick you off your podcast. I don't think so. Like we seem to be doing Gary, really I've well. Had with such, it. I've had such a poor time. <laughs> Wouldn't your house? <laughs> that would be. What if? What if Gary and I's friendship just ends because of this trip to that he's taken to Louisiana? He's like, I'm just. I've been uncomfortable this whole time. My back hurts. <laughs> this just, is. This is just not fun. I don't want to do it anymore. I can't shit to save my life, and I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I got. I got. Your bathroom is weird. I don't like it. Yeah. I get. Uh, I can't shit in a weird bathroom, man. I gotta get familiar with it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> I don't really, yeah, man. I'm just kind of drained. Like I, I feel bad because I don't, I don't really have like 
I have jokes. <laughs> like I feel like I'd, I'd, I don't I think I'll get into either. It, but, I'm, but I'm like, I'm maybe so, okay. So maybe maybe my Marimar bit didn't flop. Maybe you just didn't fucking laugh at it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe I just was not a good. Uh, I wasn't yes anding you enough. I was I was watching uh, I think a random Bill Hader thing, and he was like, "Yeah, I did some performance when I was like young before I was on SNL," and um, we were dying out there because nobody was laughing. And then Amy Poehler was in the audience, and she did a huge laugh and he's like i knew it was a fake laugh but it gave us all a ton of confidence <laughs> and then we killed it the rest of the night <laughs> like you Kill need laughter in order to nail your jokes yeah amy polar's from my neck of the woods she's Is right, she? right down the street yeah i mean nice. i don't think she lives there now i'm Probably. sure she lives in new york but. sure she lives anywhere but your weird town so <laughs> yeah <laughs> with all of the dogs barking at 6 30 a.m those i haven't heard the dog in a while honestly i'm a little concerned at this point <laughs> oh no oh no did you ever watch uh wet hot american summer yeah did you watch it like as a kid or did you oh, just watch it um well i think i was in high school yeah i totally missed out on that movie i had no idea that movie existed until uh we watched until like netflix like did the did the, the series and then they had yeah. that documentary so uh we watched we watched i think the documentary before we watched the movie and we're like wait a minute these are all of our favorite like actors and comedians why did we not watch this movie yeah. like, we didn't watch it until like a year ago maybe two years ago now Wow. That's a pretty good show. It's pretty funny. Paul Rudd is a fucking just genius in that in that I whole movie. I love Paul Rudd. I, don't know, I love Paul Rudd too. I hope that I hope we never find out anything bad about Paul Rudd ever because he's it, it's going to be the worst, right? Like, oh no, Paul Rudd has been, uh, you know, sexual making sexual advances on thirteen year olds. I'm like, oh man, Ant Man's so good though. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he might be one of the good ones. I hope. Sorry, I was really far away from the mic. I saw, uh, I saw a Friends episode the other day. Because for some reason, my office in, in, uh, in Baton Rouge just like has a TV on and they just watch shitty sitcoms. So it, it cycles between, um, uh, oh, what's the, the, the big dude that's married to the, to the chick? I don't know. Hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember the name of this stuff. Kevin, but it's like, Kevin, what's his name? Kevin James? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. He's married to somebody in like, I don't know. Fraser's dad was there or something. I don't King know. King of Queens. Yeah, 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 yeah. King of Queens. Ray Romano is in it, or, or somebody that like sounds like Ray Romano. Uh, <laughs> Ray Romano is. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. But Ray Romano is in fucking Ray Romano. What is that show called? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves Rom- Romano cheese. Yeah, is what everybody that's called. loves Ray. That's right. Uh, so it goes between that and like Friends and Family Guy and whatever like that black version of Family Guy that they did, which doesn't seem very funny show. at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that doesn't yeah. seem very good. No, all of the characters sure in that, I've, I don't, I've never ever watched more than a minute of it, but all of the characters just look like Family Guy characters that they have uh, just made black, and I don't, I don't understand what what the humor is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So anyway, like Friends anyway, so. was on and. Uh, Paul Rudd was on an episode, and he was like, wow. I guess, because him and Phoebe, was, I think, is the ditzy one, were, yeah. were, I guess, dating or about to have, about to get married or something. I don't know, but yeah, I didn't know that he was like a regular on that show. I mean, Friends was never. I've seen plenty of Friends, but it was always just like reruns. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's a regular. I just know that he was on this one episode. So yeah, it could have been one of those yeah. one-off things, like, "Oh, Dean's getting married this episode." Just kidding. <laughs> Let's. Um, I think I think that's next episode of Supernatural, actually. Yeah. Um, and um, I was gonna say, oh, you know, Dawson's Creek. I was more of a Dawson's Creek kid, which is not the same as Friends at all. But just point, pointing that out. Um, I just got a hot tip from the uh, "Don't Give Up Skeleton" Discord. Oh yeah. 
Um, there's, I guess, Toys R Us is closing down. Yeah. And uh, somebody's saying that they should go search your local Toys R Us for old PS2 games that they might dig up, trying to get rid of everything. Interesting. I should I should go dig around. I have one nearby. Dylan used to work at it. Yeah, I might I might take a trip over there tomorrow sometime. I got to go into the office anyway, so I might on my way back I might dip into the old Toys R Us and just see what's up. Yeah, yeah, a little Friday night Toys R Us trip. Friday night Toys R Us action, man. You know what how you know how we do in the South. It's Louisiana Friday sure. night right there. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to queue up the music for Louisiana Saturday night, but people are going to know I mean Friday night. So, Yeah. Uh, hopefully you can, uh, you can pick up some hot titles. Calling video games titles is my least favorite thing ever. These exciting new titles coming These to your console. These exciting new titles. Titles makes it sound way different than what they actually are. They're fucking yeah, video games. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah like, you're just, you're just trying to fuck aliens or... Something like that. Man, not enough not enough people were appreciating my tweets yesterday. I was really mad at all my friends. I was I was favoriting those tweets. I know you did. I know at least somebody's paying attention. Your boy Dylan was all over them. I saw that. Well they were addressed to him. He had to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. I forgot that you had to add him on that. Yeah. <laughs> I did a whole like bit and then like nobody liked it. And I was like, this is funny. You liked it, but I was like, I did like is... it. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Just... I thought I was, I thought that, um, let the lesbian times roll tweet was going to fucking break out and be viral. And it just, <laughs> and people like it, it did. Okay. Like it was fine. Like a couple of people retweeted it, mostly lesbians, but, uh, like it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I thought it was going to be bigger and it, and it wasn't. Sometimes life just comes at you fast and just uh kind of the story of my puberty, you know what I'm saying? Just thought yeah. everything would be bigger and less hairy and <laughs> it just turned out wrong. Turned out more hairy and smaller. So <laughs> nothing worked out the way that my voice is still cracking. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I could do a good voice cracking and cracking. Maybe this. Oh my voice cracks all the time. So <laughs> no, that's not very good. Um Anyway, you want to do this podcast before we get any crazier? Yeah, I guess so. I guess we could do that. I'm not super you excited about this, yet? about this episode. So. I thought we liked this episode. <laughs> I, I do. It's it's fine. The boys are hunks. All right, I'm, you know, I'll save it for the fucking podcast. Save, save it for the show. Um, uh, sorry, the, the Don't Give Up Skeleton Discord is really popping right now, so I got a little distracted. <sighs> yeah, I got that invite earlier. I knew it would be a problem. <laughs> Why would it be a problem? Because you you can't keep your eyes off Discord. Look, I'm staring at Discord all the time when we're recording, okay? <laughs> just, I just I can't keep help. my recording up. Um, man, I went off in our Discord yesterday. I mean, I was like half kidding. And I was like, oh, everybody's going to think I'm really mad. But that freak who was constantly messaging me about Chomp Chain, I was like, listen, we're not going to be friends. Leave me alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. I thought you were, I thought you were just kind of venting a little bit. Like you were just trying to get... get Get a little loose or something. No, I was just like, I, I never like, I never told the other guys about it when it was happening. I don't know why. I just like was just like, fuck this guy. He's weird. All of his podcasts are just selfies of him, even though there's four guys on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you know, I think these headphones are cutting off the circulation in my brain. But it's cool. We're gonna roll with it. <laughs> what are you gonna do about your about your phones, man? I might just buy another pair. <laughs> Yeah, this episode's all right. It's I. I wish 
Yeah, I will save it for the podcast. Never mind. I mean, our hunks are good in it. I think that the other stuff is yeah, and it's and it's an okay comedy episode. Like Dean has a lot of good lines in this. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. You ready? Let's hit it to it. Yeah, that's a Paul Red quote right there. Whenever I say "hit it to it," hit it to it. I can attribute. Do I need to? Do I need to put like a a, a reference in the in the show notes or we get sued or something? I I've seen "I Love You, Man" like 150 times for some reason. Um, really? Yeah, I've seen that movie a lot. What is? I, I don't know to, that I've ever seen "I Love You, Man." What is that? It's uh, Paul Rudd, and he uh, is about to marry um, uh, Rashida Jones, and then he realizes he doesn't know who to ask to be his best man at his wedding because he doesn't have any fucking friends. So he like joins a, a friend website and then he accidentally meets Jason Siegel and they become best friends. Cool. Yeah. There's a chick in this movie called Sarah Burns and I used to date a girl named Sarah Burns. It's probably, it's probably not the same one unless she's an actress. <laughs> I don't know. Like we haven't we haven't talked to each other since um, probably nineteen ninety eight, maybe nineteen ninety seven. Wow, I was damn. I was just a uh, I was just a wee little lass back then. Uh, yeah, this movie looks good. This has a lot of good people in it. I like it. Makes me laugh. Why have you seen it so often? I just used to watch it a lot. I don't know. It's just one. It's a feel good movie for me. Yeah, Robbie Hewald's in this, Andy Samberg, J.K. Simmons, Jamie Presley. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess we should probably talk about something that's not this. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. RIP the relationship. Uh we're gonna be covering Oh no, I don't have my normal uh let me let me make a marker. I don't have my normal stuff in this episode for some reason. Mm. I wonder why. Jeez Louise. Get all of the directing and writing credits and all that stuff. <sighs> really fucking oh my this God. podcast up. I just realized that these headphones can extend. Fuck yeah. You know, I was gonna ask, but I, f- I, I just I just assumed that you had already done that. So I tried and it didn't work, but I just didn't try right because <laughs> it doesn't split in the middle. It's like extends on the side. <clears throat> um, man, I am so fucking thrown off by these headphones because I can't hear like myself talk, and it's I've, I always can, <laughs> and now I can't. So I'm just <laughs> yelling. Do you? Uh, I mean, do you? Oh wait, now I can hear myself talk. How is that happening? <laughs> What are you doing with the headphones? Did you make them? Did you take them off? I just moved. I moved them because. All right, hold on. Okay. Well, this will have to do. Sorry. Thursday podcast. Thursday podcast, everybody. Thursday podcast. All right. All right. And you just changed like one single thing about the way we do this recording, and like we both just fall the fuck apart, like we were a Fabergé egg or throwing us off. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. All right, so psychic lady is she's dead. Nobody cares. Let's move on. Um, Sí, yo en un lindo y cálido mar. 
Siempre mande 